0: Jemba Jemba! It's an unbelievable finish! What a goal! Look at the smile on the face! That is what we practice in training. Let's miss everybody out who's inside the box. Aim it to the far post, and Jemba Jemba comes in, stabs it into the ground, and once it picks a pace up off the ground, it's up and it's over the top of him. And look at the front! Hello and welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. Uh, We have just finished recording this episode right now. Helen was with us, but right now it's just me and Maisie. Maisie, we have obviously just sat down with, but we're going to sit down with in in, uh, chronological order for the listeners, Eric Jemba Jemba.
1: Yes, so looking forward to it. I spoke to Ben the other day, Ben Tharnley, and he said, have you got coming up on the podcast? And I actually mentioned Derek and uh, he said, Maisie, you'll absolutely love him. He said he's such a nice bloke and having just done that, wow, he is yeah. probably the nicest person we've had on the podcast and that's saying a lot because we've had, I don't know, maybe 120, 130 people on now, but the love he has is amazing. I did
0: a little bit of research, obviously ahead of doing this like we all do, found out that as a kid he was nicknamed Cantona. How cool is that? Yeah. It's so all good, isn't it? I know. But hard to imagine because obviously he was a central midfielder running around sort of yeah, making mean, big I, tackles.
1: I, I, I'm sure Eric, if you look over the history of what Eric's done over his time, yes. Eric, Eric didn't mess <laughs> about yeah. with people either. So, yeah. um,
0: no, it, he was, um, he was, he was. I guess was he bought in theory to to replace Roy Keane because Eric was like 21 when he came and Roy Keane was maybe starting to look towards the, towards the exit and
1: yeah, possibly. You, you know, you just don't know what 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 the manager thinks at the time. Whether he's going to be a squad player, whether he's going to replace Keane. I mean. Even now, nobody's ever replaced Keeney. So, you know, that's 15, 20 years, whatever it is. But yeah, you know, he had a short career at United. But um, I just loved the enthusiasm and the love he has for the club. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I really, 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 really enjoyed that. All
0: right. Well, let's start it then for everybody else. This is our chat with Eric Jemba (music) Jemba. Eric, welcome to the United podcast. Welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, now, just before we started this and everyone got on Zoom, I noticed you and Maisie gave each other a very friendly welcome. It was a bit like yeah. you know each other, but I know you weren't at the club at the same time. So, have you done stuff together, or was it just that's how that's how ex United like players say hello?
2: No, no, that's 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 I am, you know, and uh, we are all for Man United, so it's normal to to be to be, like that, to be to be to be friendly. Yeah, nice. I like it. Off.
0: Yeah. yeah, a special brotherhood. Um, okay, Eric, where are you in the world right now? I am in France. Ah, lovely. that's not actually too far away, is it?
2: Yeah, is it? No, it's not too far. It's not too far away from England, but I am in France. I am in Nantes, where I start I start play football, you know, where I started yeah. the academy.
0: Yeah. So you're from Cameroon. Yeah. Did you grow up in France or did you grow up in Cameroon and then move to France?
2: I grew up in Cameroon. After that, I moved in France when I was 15 years old.
0: Oh, so a lot of your, your life was in Cameroon. Yeah, I started I start in Cameroon
2: in the little academy when I was a kid. After that, I moved to France in Nantes when I was 15 years old.
0: One of the things I got most excited about when I was doing a bit of research for this podcast is I found out that when you were young, you were yeah. nicknamed Cantona.
2: It was Cantona, my nickname, yes.
0: And how old were you? Were you in Cameroon when you got that nickname? I was
2: 13 years old when, I was, when, when they gave me that nickname. I was 13, 13 years old. My first jerseys, my dad bought to me. It was Manchester jersey, jerseys with sharp on it, and it was number seven.
3: Did you wear your collar up?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I not wear my collar up because because you know I was young. I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant.
3: Did you know much about Manchester United though?
2: uh no i was i was seeing Cantona playing and uh Peter Schmasher, but i didn't know much about manchester yeah.
0: at that time mhm so did you say your dad got you that the shirt right yeah he bought to me and your your child number 9 of 10 yeah yes that's it so he must have been buying a lot of football shirts
2: <laughs> no 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 i was uh me and my big brother playing football. Another one that was going to school, would study, and other stuff. What was life growing up in Cameroon? You know, I was a kid and you know, you are playing the street, you know, you are not conscious what you are doing and uh, it, was, it was nice, you know, it was nice, you are, you are innocent, you are young, you are playing, you know, like uh, every, every kid
0: in the world. And you, you grew up in uh, Douala, right? Yeah, I grew up in Douala. And what were your early influences for football? What was it that made you think, well, this is the thing I love most in the world and did that impact things like going to school and was it even at that at a young age thinking this will be my career, I'm going to be a footballer?
2: You know, I start to think about when, when I was 12 and uh, every day people, they are coming from front of my house to shout my name and to say to my dad to leave me go out to play football because I was playing very nice and Every day was like that. And uh, most of it, in the weekend, you know, in, in my area, everybody, they will come up and they will try to find me to play for their team. And, you know, I start to think, Eric, hey, no, you can do football to be your work, and you can be professional in the past. That's the beginning.
3: So Sam mentioned you are one of 10 children. That's a busy house for a start. How many boys and girls were in your family?
2: Five boys and five girls.
3: Oh, perfect.
2: Yeah, my daddy was brilliant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you are one of the youngest in the family?
2: Yeah, I, will, I, am, I am number nine.
3: Number nine. And what age was your oldest sibling?
2: the oldest now is uh, 67 wow
3: so there's a big age age difference between you all are you all quite close now your siblings are you close to them
2: yeah I'm close to them because I lost my dad and my mom. so now we are close we are very close we are everywhere part in the world you know but most of it we are in France
3: you have oh most of you are in France because you do have an academy in Cameroon is that right a football academy
2: yeah that's it Uh, it's it will be two years now. I have, a, I have, a, I have an academy yeah. in Cameroon now at the moment.
3: Yeah, yeah. So yes. who runs that for you? Are any of your family members involved in running that?
2: No, no, no one of my family involved on that. He's a, one of my best friends. He's okay. playing football also. He was a professional football in, uh, in Thailand. So now he's a coach there. He seems there running the academy. And uh, sometimes the, the scouts are coming. Pulver's, you know who is Pulver's? It's Pulver's, yeah. Pulver's. He was a scout of Manchester. I think 15 years old or 10 years old. Okay. Pulver's. He was there. He was there in in April to see.
3: Is it close to where you grew up, where you've set up yeah. the academy?
2: Yeah, it's in the same city. The same city, city in it's, yeah. uh, it's very close.
3: Yeah.
1: What was the thinking behind you creating an academy?
2: Uh, for me, is it's like you know football. They give me a lot, and for mm-hmm. me, I was a young. I was no boots, no shoes. I was playing empty, you know, empty feet in the street. And for me, when I finish my career, I say I need to to create the academy because I want mean to give. I want to give a chance to all that young. Their dream to be a footballer. Beautiful. Like so do
3: that. you provide kit and football boots for them, for example?
2: Yeah, I provide football boots, <laughs> kids. Sometimes I give them a little money, you know, to, to have a taxi or to have a coach to, to go home. So I try to improve myself on that. I know I have no sponsor at the moment, but I try to do my best for them to be in a better condition.
3: That's amazing.
2: Eric,
1: what a perfect platform to ask for a sponsor.
3: <laughs>
2: thank you so much. Um, it's Thank simple. you so much. If Manchester United, they can do that for me, I will, be, I will be the very happy boy in the world
1: for them. There you go. Anybody out there who can help Eric out with sponsorship, give him a yeah,
2: call. Fergie, 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 Fergie. Fergie, Fergie. Fergie. <laughs>
3: Gaffer, get in touch with Eric. So as a child, you would have loved to have had an academy to attend every day um, after school. Did you enjoy school or was most of your time just taken up by football?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed school because my dad, is very, he was very strict. He was very okay. strict. And, and education for him, it was, a, it, was a, it was a many thing for him. So he was very strict. So after the school, of course, he let me go play football. But when... I need to go to school. He just take my boots, my ball, and he's hide that. So I cannot <laughs> see that. So
0: <laughs> so what did your parents think when football be- became a bit more serious and maybe started to overtake education because it seemed that you might be able to make a life in football?
2: I think when, I, when uh, FC Nantes is where, where I started to, to do my academy in France, when they came to Cameroon, and they try to to watch the talent. They came to, to see the talent, and they saw me, and they said to my dad, you are, you are a kid, you can be a good footballer and a professional footballer. My dad started to say, okay, Eric, I think now you you can do what you want. You can, you can go with it. Wow. Was that a dancing thing, leaving Cameroon? For me, it was, leaving Cameroon, for me, it was like, uh, you know, it was the best place because uh, I didn't travel before. So it was, the, it, was the, the, it was only the one place I can see. So mm-hmm. for me, it was the best place to be, to live. It's when I travel, I see with my eyes, I say in Europe, it's different. You can have mm-hmm. facility. And when you're in Europe, uh, if you have a talent, you can very, very grown up very fast then in Cameroon. Yeah, yeah.
3: So you moved there by yourself, is that right? Or was there other boys who went with you at the time?
2: Uh, we was two player. Okay. Me and one of my friends, we moved together. We travelled with nuns to come in France.
3: That's a big change when you're just 15 years old, when you've probably never left Cameroon, you said, and then you go... To France, were you scared? It,
2: uh, it was a big, big change for me because, you know, uh, it was my first time to, to jump on the plane, first of all, so I was scared to die. You never know, you know?
0: <laughs> so it was, a big
2: change. It, was, <laughs> it was a big change for me. And, you know, yeah, it's cold. It was cold. And it was difficult. You know, the, 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 the food, it was different. But for me, in my mind, I say to my dad, I'm going there to work hard and to make my family proud. And I hope,
3: and thanks
0: God, I did it.
3: You definitely did.
0: At this point, what position were you playing? Because we all think of you as a tough tackling central midfielder. But so many people we speak to have moved positions as they've developed through academies.
2: Yeah, I was playing number 10, like Paul Scholes, like Scholes. <laughs> I was playing number 10 when I was a kid. And when I moved to Cameroon to France, uh, the first year, my first coach year, I was, I, was, I was 15 years old, but I was playing with uh, 17 years old. So I was mm-hmm. very fast. I was very, you know. And uh, the first year, they said to me, Eric, I think you can be a good number six because you have a hard tackle and you are running a lot, I think in that position you can move very fast on the way to be a professional.
0: And what did you say?
2: I said okay, I will do that. <laughs> and uh, and the first year, the second year, I start to play number six until I signed my first contract professional. After that, I moved to to Manchester.
0: What was the academy experience like for you? Because. At some point, did your friend that came from Cameroon with you, was he sort of cut loose from the academy? And did you see other people leave and other people come and think, I've just got to stay focused on what I'm doing?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Because every year you can see many people they are coming. Some people, they are not renew their contract. Some people, they are left. So me, I was there. I was just focused on my work to, and to, to do what I said, what I said to my dad before I leave Cameroon.
0: And how old were you when they gave you your debut? I was 18 years old when they gave me
2: my debut. It was against PSV Eindhoven in Champions League in
3: 2001. Oh. Wow.
2: Yes. How did it go? We win 4-1. But when I play five minutes and they score on my side, <laughs> when I came on, they score on my side. I said, oh my God, it was my fault. But <laughs> they win 4-1. So it was OK. It was It was a great debut.
3: Do you remember any players that you played against that night?
2: Yeah, um Perez and Duben, It was a he was a one striker. He played he played he played to Chelsea, but I forget his name. He was a striker and he played Paige he played Paris Saint-Germain and he played in Chelsea. He was he was a striker. Hmm. I forget his name. Kesman maybe? Yeah, 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 Kesman, Kesman, that's it. That's it, Kesman, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember him because when I came in England, I remember him. I played against him. Remember,
3: you played against him in your debut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 were any of your family able to come to your debut?
2: But my family, they didn't, they they didn't come on my debut because uh, my little sister, uh, she was working that day and she was in Paris, and two of my brother, there was away in uh, in Canada, so that's why they didn't, they didn't came to my debut. But after that. Often the they was coming to watch me play in France.
3: Yeah. Who did you live with at this time?
2: I was living in the in near near to the near to the how this can thing, you know, the training the, ground? The, the, the training ground, that's it. So were you My, living by sorry. yourself? Yeah, I was living I, I was living by myself. Yeah. I was living by myself, cooking myself, doing everything myself, you know.
3: Cooking some nice French food.
0: Yeah, some nice French food with uh, (laughs) spicy inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little taste of (laughs) home. So you you played over 50 times for them. And then at some point, did you start hearing interest of other clubs, big clubs around Europe like Manchester United? And does that get in your head? Do you think, well, actually, that sounds brilliant? Or did, did Nance come to you and say, Eric, we think we might be able to move you on and make a bit of money? What was that process like?
2: You know everybody was reading newspaper like everybody, you know. But me, I was like, when I when I start to hear the the interest of me, I was I think 20 21 something like that. And I was uh, I was thinking, Eric, if you move now, it will not depend on you. It will depend on the team you are playing now. And for me, I was just focused to play my football, and I didn't think. I will move very early to to go to England. For me, it's like the interest will be maybe in France because I know Paris Saint-Germain, there was interest. Monaco also, there was interest. But for me, it was like, you just start, you just play 50 50 games and uh, maybe two, three years again. I did not know that. But when I hear the interest of Manchester United, the scouts, they came, and Ferguson himself, he came, and uh, I say, wow, maybe my dream will come true. And you know, when Manchester come to you, you never say no. If you say no, they never come back. Hmm. So true.
3: Do you remember which scout came to see you, and did he come with Sir Alex Ferguson?
2: No, he came alone the first time. Yeah, he came alone. I think there was two or there was, I think something. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't spoke with them. They just came, they watched the game, they left. And after that, I think they came again. And the last time, Alex Ferguson came himself. And did you speak to Alex Ferguson then? I just shake his hand. That's it. He didn't say to me anything. He just watched Nothing. the game. Nothing. He just watched the game. And that's it. After that, when the game ended, and that game, I think it was against Marseille. I was playing right back. Not in my not in the midfield. I was playing right back. You know? Mm-hmm. And after the game, people of the club they came to me, they say, Hey, you can come up there. You will say hello to somebody and say, okay, I was man of the match that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you are man of the match, you need to, to go up there to you know to speak yeah. and shake hands to, to the sponsor. And I went up there and I just shake his hand. That's it. He didn't say to me nothing. Was you surprised he said nothing? No, I was not surprised because I just said hello no. to him. I didn't know maybe he came here for me or I didn't know that.
3: Ah, okay.
2: I didn't know that. But it's when the season, it was finished and Cameroon went to play Confederation Cup in France in 2003. You remember when Magdalene died? Yeah, in 2003? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, in France. Yeah, so when we went there, in that uh, to play the competition, as my club they start to speak to me. They say, "Okay, Eric, they have interest of Manchester United, and they are very close. They want you to came, and it was good for them because the transfer it was big for them. The <laughs> from the transfer fee it was big too, for them. And uh, I say, okay, in Manchester, my dream come true because I was watching." Cantona play, and my nickname is Cantona, why not? So, <laughs> yeah.
3: We actually didn't ask you which team you supported when you were growing up. Was it always Manchester United?
2: When, you, when I was growing, growing up, I was two teams, Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester United. Okay. And still now, I still support the two teams.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. All right, when you were joining
1: Manchester United, was your parents still around?
2: Yeah, my parents there was there was there was there was a life, so they were there. And what was their reaction
1: with you joining your boy your, your team?
2: Uh, my mom uh, every day she was laughing on my dad because <laughs> I remember when sometime I want to go and play football, my dad just beat me and said to me, Go home. You no, know, you need to go and try to you know to learn your lessons. And my mom said, you know, he can learn in lessons, but sometimes you can leave him to go to improve his football because he wants mm-hmm. to play football, so let him play football. And my dad said, no, nah, he cannot play football. Football is for is for the, the you know the kids for the for the streets, you know. So and when I signed to Manchester, my mom, I remember that day, she started laugh on my dad, and she said to my dad, I told you let him go and play football. So now you can see you are proud on
0: him. Mm-hmm. I
2: remember. So nice. yeah.
0: <laughs> So how, how long was the transfer process? So When did the club first get in touch and then you said, oh, this might happen. Did you have to wait a week before you were then in Manchester or did it take a long time?
2: No, I think one month because uh, when Fergie came, he started to speak with them, but me, I didn't know what happened. Fergie. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I think it's Fergie. Yeah, I'm calling him Fergie. He will beat me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, they start to speak together in May and in June. When I left, when the season was end, I left to, to join the national team in Paris, in France. And uh, they start to speak to me. They say, like, Okay, everything is closed now. When the, when the competition, the tournament is finished, you need to go and sign your contract. I would say, what? They say, okay. But I was not, I was like, uh, you know, it was like, okay, okay. They, they just say that, you never know. But in the final, we played the final against France in 2003 and Fabien Barthez was playing with France and he was playing in Manchester United.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was a goalkeeper. Yeah. And in the final, when the game was finished, mm-hmm. we lost one name because Thierry and Harry, just match one goal and
0: just go out. So
2: the final, so he said he came, Fabian Matthes came to me and he yeah, said no. to me, Eric, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm okay. I was surprised because Fabian Bastez is well, a big goalkeeper yeah. in the world, Everybody yeah. know him. And for me, I was a kid. Yeah. I was just yeah. beginning to play professional, my career, play national team. Oh. And he came to me, it was nice of him to come and say to me, are you okay, everything is okay? I say yes. He said, okay, sorry for, for your teammate, the loss of your teammate, but next year you will be my teammate. I said, what? He said, yes, next year you will play with me, you will be my teammate. I say, okay. I was thinking he's joking, but he was not joking because... Two days after the final, I just travelled to go to Manchester to sign my contract. Wow. And the dream come true.
0: That's amazing.
3: So do you remember landing in Manchester, your first day? Was that your first time in England?
0: It was raining. Obviously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was raining. But I would not feel naughty. I was like flying, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I was like flying. I was not feeling nothing. It was raining. I remember I went along. After that, some people of the club, they, you know, they picked me up. And uh, I was surprised because when we jump in the car, you know, in France, we drive in the, in the left, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. And in England, in the right. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised. I was sick. I just, when we go to the car, I just go that side. Yeah. And the driver, just yeah,
3: come
2: <laughs> <laughs> I say what well, He said, no, no, we need to go that side because yeah, it's different.
3: Eric, did you speak English at this time?
2: Uh yes, I was speaking English a little bit, just a little bit, because in yeah. Cameroon you are bilingual. You are bilingual, yeah. you know. And I was speaking English just a little bit. So yeah. I will try to, to try to understand.
3: So you had you had enough English to be able to Make small conversation with people, yeah. Did you go straight to the training ground, or did you go to Old Trafford first?
2: Uh, To Old Old Trafford first. Yeah. I went to Old Trafford, and uh, after that, I think I need to do my medical. I went to do my medical after that, Old Trafford, and the next day, I went to training ground. Mm -hmm. In Carrington. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: Do you remember lots of people talking about you at this time and your name being in lots of newspapers? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I remember that. But some people, they were like, who is that? You don't know about him. You know, it's yeah. normal. I'm a younger player. I'm coming from France. an am team. People, they don't know about me. They say, who is that? People, they say, okay, if you go to find him, maybe he got some skill wait and see. And I remember the newspaper everywhere and I was like, I just say to my dad, I called my dad, I said to my dad, Daddy, now I can say I, I did what I said to you before. I said, I will make you proud. Now I have my, new, I have my name everywhere in the newspaper. In the sun. Newspaper, the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have my name there, so now I am proud and I think you too, you are proud, you are proud of me. I guess
0: so. Mm -hmm. Of course. Picking up on what you've just said about people saying, who is he? I've got a quote about you that I found uh, from Sir Alex Ferguson. He said, Jemba Jemba, another smashing lad was hammered by the press for not being a signature signing. They always liked the marquee names and took a much dimmer view of players with a lower recognition rating. Eric Struckers is potentially another top central midfielder. I went to see him playing in France. He did really well. He understood the game, nipped attacks in the bud very well and was available for 4 million euros. So, obviously, Sir Alex believed in you, even if some of the newspapers didn't.
2: Yeah, you know, this, it was like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, for me, it was like, wow. Wow, because Sir Alex is one of the best coach in the world. And, um, you know, I will never, never forget him because he changed my life. Yeah. He changed my life. Like, he something changed my life because it did to everybody to know about me when I signed to Manchester United. Everywhere in the world now, everybody knows about me, you know? And I am proud of that. I am proud of that because I fight to be there. I fight to be there. And Ferguson for me is like, uh, it's like my second dad because he did everything to me to be in the good condition, to be in Manchester, to play there. And I will not, I, know I have no regret. I, I have no regret. I, I am proud mm-hmm. of me because many people, they want to play there, but you need to, you need to work hard. To be
3: there, yeah.
1: Can you remember your first day at Carrington, Eric? Walking into the dressing room.
2: Yeah, I remember my first day. When I came in, I came with uh, Michael Sivells. He picked me up in the hotel. Yeah, and he bring me in the in the training ground. I remember the first day. Everybody was there. Gary Neville. Gary Neville he just laughed because you know Gary Neville he always laugh. Gary Neville is always laugh. You know, it's like. He always laughing. He, he's always laughing, making joke, you know. And uh, when I came to, Gary he say, "Hello, hello, are you okay?" I say, "Yes, I'm okay." And Vanisteroy said to me, "Just come to sit near to me." Vanisteroy, Will Vanisteroy say, hey just come sit to me, near to me." And it was nice because you can see all the big name. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are simple, they are open, and uh, it was nice because. Rio Ferdinand, just, you know, Rio Ferdinand is a, is a good boy. And, you know, he's a tough boy and he's always. <laughs> so, Rio Ferdinand, just said to me, OK, Eric, after the training, you know, you need to go and eat the rice. You can come and eat uh, African food. Mm. And he bring me with him in the big car. Rio Ferdinand was, I think he was a navigator, a big car. I've never seen that in my life, you know. I just jumped on. Uh, I went with him. Uh, I don't remember the area, but we went. It was many, many, many restaurants, African restaurants, uh, Caribbean food, Caribbean food. Portuguese. Uh I don't know what it is, but it was many, many, many Caribbean food. And I went with him, we eat together. He dropped me off after that. It was nice, it was nice of them. And you can see in the big team, you have a big player and you have a big person, you yeah? know, and a good person. But Roy King, he was not laughing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Roy King was not laughing because Roy King is a tough guy. He's a, he's, you know, he's a tough man. He's a tough guy, but he was not laughing. He was just look and look and look and look, you know. Him, he wants to see on the pitch what you can do. Yeah. That's it. And him, you know, he said, so he was not laughing. I was a little bit scared because he was a captain. He was a captain. I was twenty-one years old. He was a captain. And. Normally, I came to play number six, but I need to wait my time to play. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's normal. But I was a little bit scared because he was hard on the pitch. He was tackling everybody. You know, he's working, he's working. He's playing like that. But he was a nice man. He can give you advice. When something is not good, he can say to you, Eric, you need to run. What are you doing? And, you, you know, he was, was shouting to everybody. It's normal. But when the training is finished, game is finished. He can speak with you. He can give you advice, you know. But he was was a tough guy. He was impressive in the beginning when I saw him the first time.
3: Was he impressed with your tackling in training sessions? Because you had a bit of a reputation for tough tackling. Yeah, yeah.
2: But in England, you know, it's normal. In England, it's normal. When you are tough and when you're tackling, you know. And the fans, they love that, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, of course, in the training, I was a little bit hard to, you know, tackling everything. But of course, you need everybody to play the game in the weekend to involve. So when you go to tackle someone, you need to, you know, make it easy sometimes.
0: You said just then that when you sort of were playing and doing training, and you had Roy Keane there that he was an experienced player and the captain and you were young and 21 years old and you'd have to wait your time. Is that something Sir Alex said to you uh, when you had your first meetings with him around signing that it might take a while before you were in the team? No, he didn't say that to me. Fergie
2: didn't say that to me. But you can see that, you know. You can see that. You need to be clever. And uh, I was there. Cristiano Ronaldo was there. I was very close to him. And uh, David Bellion, he was there. He was young. Kylian Richardson, he was there. So all the... Darren Fletcher, he was there. So all the young players, everybody knows you need to wait to play. And for me it was okay. It was normal to wait and play. And uh, when they give him a chance to play, I just play. When I cannot play, I not play. But I was happy to be there. You know, Manchester, in the training, for me, is like one game in France.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So, (laughs) for me, I was happy to be there, training with them, learn, and work my time. What was your first training session like? Was you nervous? Uh, I was a little bit nervous. But after 10 minutes, it was okay because I can see when we are playing, when we, when we are doing box, everybody, they are laughing, they are joking. So for me, it was, okay, it's like that. Okay. So for me, I was a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, after five, ten minutes, it was okay. Everybody, yeah. they put me in a good condition. So it was perfect.
0: And your debut came in the Community Shield, which is obviously the very first game of the season, and you put a tackling on Sol Campbell that Arsene Wenger described as obscene after the game.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, I remember. You know, I didn't want to, you know, to kick him. I want to play the ball, and I was going hard. And sometimes I'm traveling with, uh, you know, to play with uh, with some players like Was um, Brown, Yorkie, we are going some time to play with legend game, you know, legend. We are going some time to make a... And I remember Campbell, Campbell was there. Campbell was there and he said to me, Eric, I remember you. Your first game, you kicked me hard. What happened to your head? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: I said to him, no, no, sorry, I was, I was just playing normal. I wanted just to take the ball and just go hard on you, but and you start to laugh, you know, laugh on that. But, uh, Yeah, I remember everybody talked to me about that. They said to me, Eric, it was so hard. I said, but it's football, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you won the trophy at the end of the evening.
2: What was that like for
0: you? Your very first game, you're wearing the red of Manchester United and you're lifting a trophy at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like amazing. It was like, yes, Eric, you did it. You did it, Eric. And I was like, okay, now you have the first trophy. You need to continue to have and many, many you can. So I was so happy that day. I think I didn't sleep. I slept like five o'clock in the morning because I was so happy. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic.
0: And then what followed was your Premier League debut against Bolton. Yeah. But unfortunately, I suppose it would have been wonderful for you, but a bit overshadowed because you were subbed on at the same time as Cristiano Ronaldo making his debut.
2: Yes, it was like you know, we was in the in the bench when Fergie said to so Mike Phelan. It's Mike Phelan, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Phelan, yeah. yeah. It's Mike Phelan. I remember. Mike Phelan. He always put his pants on, on top here, you know?
3: <laughs> 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 Mike Phelan, he
2: always puts his shirt on top here, you know? When he put yeah. his pants on top yeah. here. And he, he just came as he said to me, Eric go and warm up. Christian go and warm up. And when it was warm up, I said to Christian, Cristiano, you imagine we can play together today. Is our debut? It will be fantastic." And he said to me, "No, Eric, I we came on before you." And I said to him, "No, me I we came on before you, you know." <laughs> and <he> was. <laughs> and after that thing, he said to my friend, "Call the two lads." And we came and we came on together. You know,
3: Mm.
2: it was perfect against Bolton. I remember, I remember. It was so, it was so nice.
3: (laughs) Do you remember thinking at that time that Cristiano was something really special? Because obviously you had seen him in training too.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the first day I saw Cristiano Ronaldo, it was a game in in Lisboa. In Lisboa, Manchester, Mm -hmm. we play against Sporting, Mm to Lisboa. He was in the camp, was training camp and we played friendly game and Cristiano was there. He was playing to to Lisboa and when I saw him play, I was like, wow, what is that? He was so good that day and he was 17 years old. 17, I think 17 or 18, 17, something like that. He was so very fast and what he did on that day he damaged me, he damaged John O'Shea, he damaged West Brown, he damaged... Everybody was damaged in the defense about him. But him. So, I said, wow, this guy is amazing. And I didn't know Fergie, we bought him. I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know this player became a Manchester player in a few days. And when he came to Manchester, In the training ground, you can see this guy. He will be one of the best in the world. He was there very early in the training. He was going to the gym a lot. He was uh, running a lot after the game. He liked that gym. He was swimming, you know. And I I, I need to wait him every day because sometimes we are going together in the training and we are going back home together because he was living very close. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are taking my car. Sometimes we are taking his car so when, when we are taking this car I need to wait every time I need to wait and you can see he was special you can yeah. see this guy will be one of the best in the world I'm not surprised I'm not surprised to see Cristiano in the in the in, the, in, the, in that in that place
3: in that game that Sam has mentioned against Bolton, though you got an assist yes and then you went on to play the next three games is that right because Roy Keane uh, was Wasn't injured it? Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's
2: it. it was, yes, it was, it was nice. It was a dream. It was a dream. And uh, Fergie gave me that chance to play, to continue play. And it was nice. And when Kino came back, it's normal. He's a captain. He need to play again. And, uh, and sometime you know, he was uh, like many, many
0: midfielders.
2: Queenie, yeah. or twin. he can play midfielder, Darren Flesher, Phil Neville, you know. Full scores. Yeah. And it was it was it was many players. but when I, I got the chance to play, I just,
0: I did it. Well leading up to the African Cup of Nations, you played thirteen times. I mean, Helen just touched on the three games that you played that followed. The next game after Bolton was Newcastle, which you started and Cristiano didn't. Uh, and then when you went to the African Cup of Nations, did you feel like when you came back you had less chances and less time to play? Uh
2: when I came back, it was a little bit difficult to play because, of course, I was away and everything was, was going well. And for the, for the coach, it's normal to, to, not, to not change like that, you know? Yeah. And for me, it was not a problem because I was in the big, one of the biggest clubs in, in the world. And if you not play, you need to wait your time. And I was, I was not upset about that. Never. I was not upset. I was happy to be there. I was happy to be with them. To be in Manchester is something we, you know, it's not everybody we play in Manchester in this life, you know. So for me, I was happy to be there, happy to play, waiting my chance. It was difficult to play at that time when I came back from Africa Cup, but it was normal. So I understand what happened.
3: What kind of character were you in the dressing room with your teammates? If they were to talk about you now, what would they say about you?
2: They will say Eric is a joking boy. I was like,
3: you joking. were the joker.
2: I was a joker. I was a joker. I was doing the imitation of everybody. Come on, man. you know.
3: Oh, you need. Well, you need to tell us some.
2: No, I told you already for 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 Mike Feeler. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh it was one of the physio. His name is Rob. Rob Swire. Yes, it was Rob. Yeah. It was so funny yeah. because every time in the in the halftime, in the dressing room when we are sitting, and Ferguson is you know is talking, and Robson, he just come and walk like you know like a, I don't know how. Like a lion, you know, it just walk like a lion. And it just asks you, are you okay? Walking, okay, make it around. Are you okay? Walking, okay, make it around. And I was doing that every time in the training when the training is finished. <laughs> and everybody was like down to laugh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the imitation. Sometimes when the game is finished, we are away in the dressing room. I came to the dressing room and started doing like wrong. Like, I
3: am a physio. Are you okay? Everything is
1: okay for you? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, what was your association with Sir Alex like? Did you have a good a good bonding team together?
2: Did you enjoy working with him? Yeah, yeah, I was enjoying did, working did with him. Did you teams. understand was, him? Yeah, I understand him. No, you know, I was impressed in the, in the beginning. You know, his English is like, you know, Scottish, you know, it's different. So, yeah. yeah so, uh but i start to listen and understand what he said to me because i was speaking some time with fletcher you know they are the yeah, yeah. english so fletcher said to me no it's this it's this is this the first day i see i saw him i saw him the first day and he was like he was laughing he was you know he was cool he was it was a different person but when we lost no we didn't lose i think we play one game it was a cup game and we draw it was away I don't I forget the team it was a lower 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 team it was a lower team in 2004 2005 I don't know and we lost no we didn't lose we draw I don't know yeah. I forget the name of the team we draw it was I think maybe 4th or 5th division down
0: did we draw of Exeter have I made that up
3: yeah, say again was it
0: Exeter Etc. That's it.
3: Well done, Sam.
0: Thank you.
3: Well done, Sam. That's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: we draw. Oh, my God. In the dressing room, Ferguson was like a lion. He was like Not a the lion.
3: lion like Rob, a different Not lion the this lion time.
2: He like was lion like a real lion. He <laughs> was shouting. He was shouting to everybody it was like he was like oh. and what we did we went out say we we just say sorry to the to the fans we went out to the you know to the pitch again and we just say sorry to the fans because it was like near oh. near it was zero zero and Ferguson was unbelievable that day i was scared I was scary, you know, and uh, I remember that day, I said, oh, when you see that day, and you see the first day, I saw him in, in, uh, in the stadium, the day I signed my contract, it was different, different person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, the, but the, when, when we played the, the return game, you know, again, et cetera, we killed them. yeah in, uh, in uh, we killed them. So it was like, in trafo in, Traffor, in, uh, in, in uh, Trafford, in in Traffor, Trafford, Traffor, we killed them. It was like, bim, 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 bim. Goodbye. <laughs> but it was nice because he always speak to me. And sometimes he called me in dressing room, ask me if everything is okay. Are you okay? You need something? Your family, they are okay. You want to see your family? You know, it was, it was like a dad. You understand? Mm-hmm. It was... And uh, I have his picture in my house, uh, In back in Cameroon. I want one picture of Fergie in my house. Uh, I remember that game. I scored against Leeds. It was a cup game, something like that. And uh, when I scored, he uh, was up there and he was laughing. He was laughing and he was eating his finger, you know, at the same time. <laughs> and, <laughs> And the picture, have that picture in my house back in Cameroon.
3: So that was the game in the League Cup in extra time.
2: Yes. Yeah. I remember it was the volley. Yeah. The, the volley. best,
0: the best volley ever, ever in the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, went, it went,
0: it went, into the ground and up, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Nobody
2: see that again in the world. It was the best. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <Only> <laughs> us. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> um. You talk about the fans there, Eric. What was your relationship like with the fans? Because people still talk about you today, as you say around the world. But in particular, United fans. How did you you feel that your relationship was with them in the stadium and away fans?
2: You know, I am. Uh, you know, my education when I grew up, I'm very close to people. And my dad always said that to me when I was a kid. When you have one banana, just cut it and give to your friend a half, take a half. So everybody can be happy. Always be open with everybody because we never know how tomorrow it will be. And when I went in Manchester, I was in Manchester, I was always going to the farm. That means when the fan went to me to sign autograph, I was closing, I was going. I I will give my time for that because I know where I come from. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. It's difficult for them. Some people, they are traveling very far to come to watch training, to come to watch a game, and they need only your attention just to sign. And for me, it's too much. I was going close to them. When the game is finished, I was just go close, speak with them, a picture and sometimes, you know, I didn't mention that I was taking my money to buy my shirt in the shop with my name on it and to give to some people they are asking to me, some fans. I was doing that because for me, it's, 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 for me, it's only the thing I can do to make somebody happy. And when somebody is happy, You'll never forget about it. That's so nice. So Very
0: nice. true. We, uh, we should talk about your other goal for United against Panathinaikos. Yes. Champions
2: League. Yes.
0: <laughs> what are your memories of that one?
2: Uh, you know, uh, it was my first goal. I think the only one. <laughs> it was the only one that scored in Champions League. I think so. Yeah. And when the ball went to the right, yes, I think it went to the right, I don't know who's crossed the ball again. Giggsy, It was Giggsy? I think exactly. Giggsy. And when the ball went to the right, I'd start to walk, walk, walk. After I start to jog a little bit, and I say, okay, Eric, you can go inside because we never know. I just run. And when the ball come to the right, I think I didn't know who missed the ball. Somebody missed the ball. He won. I didn't know if you knew that it Somebody was a striker. He just missed the ball and me, I was beyond because the ball just passed through everybody and it came to me. I just say, okay, this is my first goal in Champion Champions League. I said that before I score. <laughs> 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 the, ball, the ball just came to me I just, you know, scored the goals. It was nice. And uh, it was, I just go to the fans and say, uh, my Nistelro just came to me. one story was so happy for me he mm-hmm. was so happy because i always speak with him uh, in the in the in the training ground i always every morning i was learning learning to him my language my language back in Cameroon. i was learning to him and he always said to me Eric, hello in my language every morning when i was coming to the training ground right. and he was so happy to me to score that goal it was he was great
3: That's obviously one of your highlights. Is there any other highlights that we may not know about that you had? Maybe not necessarily goals, but anything else when you think of Manchester United and your time there?
2: Uh, You know, when I was in Manchester, I remember uh, that I will not forget that because it was like a family. It was like a big family. Because sometimes when you have a family problem, you you are not happy sometimes. Always somebody is there to help you. Always somebody is there to help
3: you.
2: Yeah. Somebody came to you, speak to you, Eric, are you okay? Eric, you need this, Eric, you need that. Your teammates, you know, people are working in the club. It was fantastic. Everybody was like, it was like a connection. It was like a family. Yeah. People around, they can see it's a big club. They can see people They are not understanding each other inside the club. But back at the time, in my time, it was amazing. It was like I was in love. It was decent. It was like it's my family, you know. And I always, always think the first day I signed my contract, Fergie gave me the pen. You know, the pen I signed my contract. He gave me the mm-hmm. pen. And that pen, when my dad, when I lost my dad in 2019, my dad just dead three years ago. That pain, my dad went with that pain because they bury him with that. Wow. Huh. They, they bury my dad with that pain that he gave to me because my dad he was proud and I said to him, you need to go with that. So, Manchester is my second is my second family.
3: Wow, that is incredible. Was that yeah. your decision?
2: Yeah, it was my decision because. My dad, remember he bought me my fashion, it was yeah. Manchester. And I give back to my dad what he gave to me. I said to him, You can go with this. This was the pen I signed my contract when I signed in Manchester. That's... This is the first time in my life I can say that to somebody. I can say that to you, to Ellen, to David, to Sam.
3: Wow. It's made me really emotional. That's really emotional story.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm proud of that.
3: I'm proud of that. That that says so much about how Manchester United means to you.
2: Yeah. You know, some people back in Cameroon, they they still wear a Manchester shirt, a new one, with my name on it. They just bought the shirt and they just put my name. Sometimes people, they are putting number 99. 99, you know, 99. Yeah. Sometimes some people, they are putting 19. Because 19 is Yorkie, you know? Mm-hmm. I went to play with Yorkie in uh, in Hong Kong, and I said to Yorkie "Hey, big bro, you know I'm playing with 19." He said to me, "What are you saying? You want me to to, to kick you or what?" <laughs> 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 they just they just give me number 99, you know, because I know Yorke is Yorke. You know, He was the first who wear that shirt. Back in Cameroon, people they are still buying Manchester shirt. they putting my name. And uh, sometimes when I'm driving, when I'm already in Cameroon, I can see that.
0: I just laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Nice. That's so nice. So nice. It's so obvious talking to you how much Manchester United means to you and how special your time at the club was, and I guess how important it was for you to get there and reach that high. So, how difficult was it for you when it came to leaving Manchester United?
2: It was uh, for me. It was a little bit difficult. Why? Because many people came to me when I signed to Manchester. Many people, you know, when you're a footballer, some people, they are coming around you. Sometimes they give you good advice. Sometimes they don't give you good advice because they want to take your money. They want to, you know. And uh, the second year, it was a little bit difficult for me because many people, they were calling me back in Cameroon, back in France, friends to help them. And for me, uh, I did a little mistake because I was so open. I was so open. I was giving. I was giving people. I was helping people. And uh, for me today, I think when I left Manchester, my dad said to me, "Eric, you left Manchester because you want to left Manchester, not because Fergie said to you to left Manchester." And you don't need to, to have a regret. You need to be proud of you because you play on that team. And what you did with your money, what you did to help people, you don't need to be regret of that because people, they will remember about you. Not because you are playing in Manchester, because you were helping them. I prefer you to be poor today but happy to see people you help, you, you, help, you help him on the past, be rich. Because mm-hmm. that means you are rich. That means every time you will need help, you go to them, they will give you. Imagine how many people you have. You are helping maybe 100, 200, 300,000 people. Today, if you are poor, you just take your phone, you call them and say, I need this, they will give to you. So it means you are rich. Not be sad. Because you are left Manchester, because you are today you are not playing there. Because today you don't know, have many many uh, cars or many many houses or many many money. Be proud of you because you have a big heart. Yeah, and people they will think about. That's fantastic.
0: I think from this podcast, one thing that will be obvious to everyone who listens is that you certainly have a big heart.
2: Thank you so much. You're very Thank welcome. You. Um, Helen, I hope Helen, I hope you will not cry. I know, you did make <laughs> me
3: cry a little bit. It's been yeah, a while yeah. since I've cried. I can't remember the last one, but
2: yeah. David you just laugh, you know, touch his no, head. No, no, he no, 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 <laughs> I, I filled up as well.
1: I was filling up. Don't worry about that. I'm like there's That's only me and Helen crying on this podcast. Yeah. Sam <laughs> yeah. never cries. Maybe it's my story. It's my story. So,
3: oh no, it's so yeah. emotional.
1: Eric. It's an absolutely amazing story. It's absolutely fantastic. And as you said, nobody's ever heard that story. It's amazing.
3: I think when Sir Alex Ferguson listens, he would be touched by that story too. Because he does listen, so maybe you should start calling him gaffer from now on.
1: <laughs> He'll be on the phone too. <laughs> I was to say, it's too Eric, late now. don't call
3: me, Fergie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay.
3: He's a, he's, a, he's
2: a good daddy, so it's okay. He's a good
3: daddy. <laughs> Eric, do you keep in touch with any of your Manchester United teammates?
2: Yes, in the beginning, I was speaking with Cristiano when I left Manchester. And um, when I went to Aston Villa... And after that, we lost his contact each other. But I always follow him because I am proud. I am proud because I play with him. He was my teammate. He was my roommate also. When somebody was ringing in our room, when we were sleeping before the game, I said to him, go and open the door. And he said to me, why always oh, me? I said, hey, Cristiano, go and open the door. <laughs> 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 so... He was my teammate. He uh, was, uh, was, uh, was nice. He's a nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy. Cristiano have big heart too. Some people, they, are, they don't know that. He are doing many, many things, but people, they don't know that. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great man. But I can understand, he's, he's covered himself. He's covered himself because he's a, he has his family now. Yeah. A, so, and um, I'm in touch with Michael Silvestre, always. I'm in touch with uh, Quinton Fortune. We are talking, always.
3: I can imagine if you and Quinton are having a conversation, you two just laugh.
2: Oh my God, Because you have
3: very similar personalities, yeah, yeah. I think.
2: <laughs> Quinton is crazy. Oh,
3: funny man, funny man.
2: <laughs> yes, it's funny, it's funny. So I always speak with him. Sometimes I'm speaking with, with, uh, with Rio on Instagram. But you know, Rio, when you... When you, when you Right to Rio on Monday, he will, he will answer to, he, to you three weeks after.
3: <laughs>
2: after that, when you answer to him again, he will come back one month later. Hello, big man. Are you okay? That's it. He will come back in two months again. But it's okay. I can understand. So we are in touch. We are in touch sometimes. So, uh, Brilliant. So it's good. And I meet Karel Poboski. It's Karel Poboski, mm-hmm. eh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went to play together in Hong Kong. It's so nice, man. The man is Great, like, like ice cream, you know? It's so nice. And it's like... What, fla- what, it, what flavour? You say? What flavour?
1: Clever. Flavour. Say again? What Chocolate
3: flavor? ice cream,
2: vanilla ice cream. Ah. Strawberry ice cream, which, which flavour is it? Uh, vanilla. vanilla, vanilla. That's boring. That's boring. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's so he's so nice guy. I was with him, talking together. He was sitting here to me, and I was looking at him like that. You know, I was a kid back in Cameroon. I was I saw him play European Cup, mm-hmm. and he was like he was there with me talking together. He was so nice. I was like my eye was open like that, like a baby, you know. And he was like no power. He was like walking around but he was
0: Karen Pobos. Yeah, I was so nice to be with him lovely lad but great lad Eric we've had an incredible time talking to you yeah. I, reckon, I reckon nicer than you had with Karl Poborski. So yes, yes. Nice. thank yes. you so much for sharing your stories with us
3: we've absolutely loved it it was worth the wait
2: brilliant so good
3: thank
0: you so much
2: what I want to say I want you to talk to Fergie <laughs> Sir Alex. Yes. <laughs> Gaffer. <laughs> what do
3: you want us to say?
2: <laughs> I want you to say to Mister Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah. I will never forget about him. Oh. I will always say to him, thanks, because he changed my life. He he did me to be a man, a big man, a grown up man today. I am 41 years now and uh, the way he came to France to see me play and to bring me in Manchester that day I will never forget that and I hope one day I will see him again I don't know when but I want that I want to see him The last time I saw him was in 2008 in Denmark I was playing in Denmark I was one of the best player in Denmark. And Fergie gave me my trophy. He said, Give me my trophy. Because Peter Schmeichel he was a speaker there in Denmark. And he invited Sarah uh, Alex to come uh, in Denmark, in Copenhagen. And Sir Alex was there and he was happy to see me. I have that picture. I will send, I will send the picture. Send the picture so you can see the picture. I send the picture, and I want him to help me for my academy because there's one, one thing I have in my heart. I need to help that kid, I need to help them. I need the sponsor for that to help them back there. I want Manchester to help me about that.
3: Okay,
2: it's on the podcast now. So, yeah, when you see Cristiano, say to Cristiano, Eric is waiting for him. I'm still there. I'll
3: do it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Eric, thank Thank you you so much, much, Eric. It's okay. When you need me, you have my number. Just text (laughs) me, give me a shout. I will be there. I will be there for you. I will be there for Manchester like Manchester was there for me. Aww. Thanks, Eric.
3: Love that. Thank you.
2: You are welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.
0: Well, that was... Phenomenal. I know at the beginning, Maisie told you how good he was and how full of love he was, but that was astonishing, wasn't it?
1: Uh, incredible. Absolutely. And I'm sure people, people listening to that would have a tear in their, a tear in their eyes because um, I would have tears in their mm-hmm. eyes. So emotional. Wow. I mean, yeah. you never get emotional, Sam.
0: Me and Alan <laughs> are like filling up there. But I
1: just thought yeah. it was such an incredible thing to do you know, the penny signed when he signed for Manchester United, the gaffer gave it him and he, you know, passed it on to his father when he passed away. It's,
0: wow, that's
1: that's incredible. So, so touching.
0: It sort of came out of nowhere as well, didn't it? Because he's so jokey. Like the the whole sort of vibe of that podcast was him laughing and telling little stories and yeah. we almost didn't talk that much about actual football on the pitch because he loved talking about it his teammates know. and his relationships yeah. with them. And then And then that story sort of Came up and as like you say, it was it was incredibly emotional. It's a it's just a wonderful thing to hear. And I know he said he'd never told anybody that before. So it's sort of a privilege to to hear for him to share that with us all.
1: Well, I, I think we're, I think Sam, that just epitomises what Sir Alex is like and mm-hmm. what Manchester United means. to So many players that have played for the club. It's the it's the biggest part of the life. It, it certainly was for me. And for, for Eric to come from Cameroon into Nantes and then Nantes into Manchester United, growing up as a United fan, it's an absolute dream come true. That will never, ever leave him. It's just an incredible story of how a lad from Cameroon can actually make it into the first team at Manchester United and fulfil fill, 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 fill those dreams. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. It's, I loved it. Yep. I really did.
0: Some of these... Podcast. obviously we have loads of notes for the podcast and we've all got our ipads with us with just loads of information yeah. so that we can get everything we want out and this was one of them and there aren't loads like it where about 10 minutes in you realize the notes are going out the window because mm-hmm. he's so enthusiastic about it all that yeah. you know there's going to be so many avenues and stories that we could never know because they're his memories that you realize anything else you want to talk about doesn't matter anymore because he's going to tell us the best things on his own with just the smallest amount of prompting well, you've just touched,
1: well, we've just touched on yeah, obviously the the, the pen story, and then you've yeah. got Rio taking him to certain bars some, or certain yeah. certain food restaurants where he can go and eat with Rio. You know, picking up the car with a Ronaldo, having to wait for Ronaldo after training because you know Ronaldo's staying out extra time or extra extra training. They're things that nobody is unless you listen to this podcast, and it's absolutely incredible. Some of the stories that. Nobody is. You know, sat with sat with Carol. Yeah. Chatting away about, you know, Euro ninety six and stuff like that. It's just it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And you can see the enthusiasm.
0: I love that he called him an ice cream.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A Bit worrying about the vanilla, right? Like, but Yeah, no. But no, it's, it's just you can just see the love he has for his teammates. And that's what Ben said. Ben said to me, Maisie, you will absolutely love him. And after that, I've never spoken to him in my life. Never seen him, never spoke to him. And I feel though that I feel now that if we did bump into each other, you'd become best mates with him. Yeah, like how, immediately. Yeah, exactly. That's how much affection he has and that's how much he gave out to us today. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah,
0: it was it was absolutely awesome. Um, thank you all as always for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. The email address is unitedpodcast at uk. and we'll be back next week with another one. See ya. Take it easy.